The following presentation is part of the Beyond the Blast Doors Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 45 of the Hollow Chronicles. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm your other host, Josh. Welcome in. We are part of the Beyond the Blast Doors network, where you can find us at beyondtheblastdoors.com for all articles, content, podcasts, and otherwise. Yeah, we got six shows on there. Just saying. Yep. You can find us on Beyond the Blast Doors on YouTube for all of our live well live and recorded video podcasts you can find us on itunes stitcher soundcloud google play at hollow chronicles and if you'd like to interact with us on more of a day-to-day basis you can find us on twitter and instagram and facebook at hollow chronicles i think there's a theme here yeah come chat with us that's the theme yeah come find us chat with us share like subscribe and if you feel so compelled, write a review. Yeah, like, subscribe, write a review. Thank you. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you are, or if you haven't been keeping up with the network, I would like to just recap a little bit. Uh, the Bomb Bad cast just put out a pod this weekend on the future of audiobooks. I'm interested in that one. Interesting topic. I, I want to hear that. You are a consumer of audiobooks I for am. sure. I would say I'm their target audience. When it comes to that. Right in the wheelhouse. Right in the wheelhouse. Right there, that guy. I read <laughs> a you lot. Can, you consume. I do. You consume. It's how I fall asleep. Um, Shannon has recently put up, uh, or this last week, put up an article about the new EA release of Star Wars Squadrons. That's a good article. It's a good game. It's going to be a good I'm excited game. for that. Yeah. I think we're going to have like a network... I don't know, squadron for like I'm gonna have to learn how you're to gonna have to learn how to dust off the controller, <laughs> not get motion sickness because <laughs> I'm gonna feel like I'm really flying. Yeah, you might see some uh, some some network hosted streams, just hours of us blasting. Yeah, yeah. you know, fun. hey, let's uh, little uh, beyond the blast doors takes on. Hey, red, maybe that's a maybe, takes on red five or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's a that's a good Patreon. Uh, gift will give out play play rebel <laughs> play, play squadrons. squadrons with the uh, with the hollow chronicles yeah <laughs> we hope you're better than we are kick andy's butt <laughs> uh, um and then uh, earlier this week i i had the uh privilege of being on pete's podcast around the galaxy where we talked about what was the most jedi moment we've seen on screen large or small screen so um that was derived from a meme that Pete put out there that said uh, Luke's move of force ghosting himself to battle or I don't know, project force projecting himself to yeah. battle Kylo Ren and the last Jedi was. ultimately force ghosting himself though. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That one led to the other for sure. <laughs> uh, was the most Jedi move ever because it was a pacifist move that allowed hope to survive. And, and, uh, and we, we debated that uh, ultimately, 
I disagreed with him. Yeah. Um, but I think we both came out at the end pretty satisfied with, uh, with where we ended. So, you know, we talked about what it means to be a Jedi originally, how it maybe has changed over the thousand years of peace. Right. Until we are brought up to current times with Star Wars in the timeline with Ray. So, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I watched a bit of that. It's a good it's a good episode because I was, when I saw that meme, um, that Pete from around the galaxy, uh, reposted, he, he's, he admitted he got it from somewhere else. So, right. It wasn't his, which is awesome. That's what I love about, you know, you always learn something. Uh, I kind of agreed with that. Like I'd never looked at it from that perspective. So I, it was interesting to hear your take as, as you know, I didn't make it all the way through the episode yet. Um, but it was interesting just the parts that I got through, um, your take was, of course, a good one uh, on other Jedi moments that have happened throughout yeah. the saga. Yeah, uh, we've talked we talked about a few, and and I'm sure there are some that uh, we didn't touch on. And I would love to hear your guys' feedback on those. If if you have other ideas, I mean, even in even in the books or yeah, you know, and we talk you know a lot in general about the movies, but the books and the comics and heck, even the video games and all the stuff have, have a lot of extra canon that can add Jedi moments, right? Exactly. I did have a question, though. Let's hear in, it. In watching you and Pete talk, one comment, and it's so weird because you hear this a lot, especially in Star Wars, you hear this a ton, and and even in the movies, and it just, I don't know why it clicked this time for me, but it did, <laughs> and it was, I think you were saying it, and it was bring balance to the force. Luke was supposed to bring balance to the force. And again, right. you know, well, that, Anakin was that made me think Anakin, yeah, right. too, but then did Luke actually do it? Right. Yeah. And that whole term balance to the force is what rung with me a little bit. And, and I asked the question who to myself, and now I'm going to ask it to you. <laughs> self, self, Andy, who, who wants balance in the force? I mean, who, for one, is judging what balance equals in the force? And for two, who really wants it? And it led me to another conclusion of, what if the force doesn't care <laughs> who wants it? What if the force has no... Now, we have to identify what the force is, right? It's a, But go ahead. Right. Uh, well, to your point, I don't think the fo force does care. Right. I think... You know, because your idea of what balance means could be different than my idea. And therefore, a galaxy of ideas of what balance means is going to be a little different person to person. Or a lot. Or different. a lot different. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there are those that use the force for selfish gain. Yeah. And there are those that use the force for benevolent gain, you know, for the good of the people, for good of everybody instead of good of the self only. Yeah. So to your point, I don't think the force cares. Or what if it does? And we don't understand what the balancing the force means, right? Mm -hmm. I gave you this goofy analogy and see if you can help me flesh it out. Well, okay. Before you do, okay. I would just say, um, and I've seen this, this, this idea is not mine. I, in fact, I saw this recently, probably about two weeks ago, somebody just posted and I've apologize for not remembering who, but, um, it just said, and I, and I was like, yeah, you know, this, this is good. It said, all it said was balancing the force isn't 50, 50 y'all. Right. Yeah. Which, which 
even then has to answer a question before you can can validate that statement. You have to say like, does one one question you have to ask is, does the force want to be balanced? And then the question even before that is, and I already said it, does the force care to be balanced? And and then leap forward in front of those questions and ask the next question. What does balance mean? Yeah, what does balance mean? What does balance actually mean? And maybe leap forward again and come to the conclusion, balance means exactly what's already happened. Balance does, the force, the living force, and then, you know, the force needs all the counterbalances that happen throughout, you know, whatever, whatever uh, uh, occurrences that are going on, right? So maybe the force is always balanced and the balance is because it's always swinging that you have to have enough momentum to bring it back to the other side. So each time and, uh, uh, so it's like a a pendulum, a pendulum, but each time or a wave, but each time that the force throws itself in one direction, it's purposeful, meaning it's going to crash, but then it's going to come ebbing back in the other direction and it may crash again. Okay. So I like where you're going with this because so there are times when the force is just is just doing this. It's there's just in the middle. There's some there's some force one way, there's some force the other way. And actually the force is just it's it's living, dying, it's recreating, it's you know, the the life force and it's it's existing as, as far as a natural um, Or do that again. Place. Do that again. Okay. But or- then there are times when people that or aliens or whatever force users use the force and it goes in a, and they, in a way. And, and one that in order to make it go one way, a little more severely, there needs to be a push, a force push, but that, <laughs> but then once that push reaches a, a point, it comes back with that same, that same, it velocity. comes with that same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does lose a little bit over time, but I mean, in order to get it swung one way, it has to come back the other way. There you go. So we're going super, super deep and hypothetical here, but you could almost make the argument that this analogy, which is the slow pendulum, what you might call a time of peace is actually when the force is most unbalanced because it's not operating in the way that it's designed. It's designed to throw itself in certain directions, influence things one way or the other. It's designed to grab a chosen one and make that person absolutely change the way things work for a while. And Luke or Anakin. So you're thinking, so let me put words in your mouth. You're thinking to bring balance to the force means to bring somebody to wreck everything that has existed in a way that it kind of changes everyone's mind. And it also changes the galaxy. Alters a paradigm. It does. It changes the galaxy, right? Okay. Okay. And then we could put evil and good in there and and then define evil and good. But look, we've looked back on the Empire, especially from the canon that supports the movies. Empire was not terrible. All right. Yes, they were a bit tyrannical. Um, and yes, ultimately under the Emperor's final reign and the Death Star 2, it was it was a killing machine for some reason. But prior to that, it was just an order machine. It just 
kind of brought law and order. You right. Know? It, it was like, a, in a way, the Roman Empire. It provided right. uh, I think it would be structure better, and, and I like the comparison to the roads. Roman, yeah. And, yeah. The Roman Empire is a better comparison to me than the uniforms and costumes of the movies, which led more towards the German, you know, the right. Nazi regime, you know, yeah. th- which is what they were going for, which is fine. Those are the sign of the times. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, the Roman Empire, it went to some major, let's say, outer systems and... And, and kind of say, hey, guys, we have a currency. Uh, we also have laws. Uh, yeah, you got to send your money back to the emperor. Pay your taxes. Pay your yeah. taxes. But guess what? We're going to make sure that you've got aqueducts and you've got roads and bridges and all these things. Infrastructure. But we'll kill yeah. you if you mess up. I mean, this is the way it goes, right? Yeah. We'll cut your head off. It's no big deal. We're, all right? Yeah, we'll, and we'll steal. We'll make some of you slaves. Don't worry about it. Not everyone. Just the ones that are strong. <laughs> See? And then we're going to absorb your culture. We'll absorb it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and which can be obviously construed by the, the people that were living just fine in their huts and villages mm-hmm. or in what we're talking about, Star Wars. Brought, they their, were modernized. In their outer yeah. systems. And then all of a sudden a Star Destroyer shows up and a garrison comes down and tells them what to do. I get it. But is it evil or is it another way would you say that the the officer on 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 the star destroyer thinks that he is going to do evil or if he has a knowledge of the force does he think that he's supporting well see here's the thing i i don't think the force is good or bad there you go it's just but that's hard to say when you have a light side and a dark side well, I well, just like with anything, even for non-force users, you have the choice to do good or do evil with your words and your deeds, you know? So whether you have the force or not, okay, this, this person has the force, this person doesn't, are they going to use the things that they have, the, the abilities that they have, are they going to use them for, for the good of people or, or for the good of themselves, right? For selfish gain right. or for the gain of everybody, whether you have force abilities or not. And so in that regard, the force is just, it's being manipulated. However, it's being manipulated. It is itself neither good nor bad unless the force, see, the, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking of a couple right, nice things thinking. here. Yeah, no, here we go. I'm thinking of a couple things here. Like, uh, like either it has a way to kind of self-correct if things are getting a little too one way or a little in what the force deems imbalanced, right? So um, like there was the emperor invader. Well, then the force says, you know what? Twins, Luke and Leia, we're going to go two and two. We're going to yeah. balance this out a little bit. All right. Well, okay. Well, there's the emperor slash Snoke well, or Kylo, if you want to go that route. And then there's, Ray and Kylo or Ben. Yeah. And so there, there, I mean, there's in a way there is a balance. I mean, so I don't know if that is, is so much the force kind of cor- trying to self-correct itself a little bit, or if it's still more of a choice or among, does the, among it, the individual. Does it care? Or does it care? So the force you could also put, you know, in our world because the force is going to exist the force does exist no matter and this is, <laughs> we're talking like it's actual the force is going to exist whether people are using it for the light or for the dark the force is going to exist it has existed it just is a matter of how people are choosing to use it 
So I made in this some ana- regard. And, okay. and then in that point, I made this analogy and I'm going to try and get it out in my head. It almost works, but I haven't. And you can help me flesh it out here. If we, if we made the force like the ocean, mm-hmm. remember this? Okay. So we make it like the ocean and down on the panhandle, there's a hurricane, but we have people saying we need to balance the force or we need to balance the ocean. We need to balance the ocean. How do you how do you balance a hurricane? The hurricane comes through, but like this is evil. It's terrible. It's 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 going to destroy. It's, it's, it's destroying. It's it's wrecking. Let's go up to Iceland and and let's build you know a temple or let's uh, you know how do you balance or let's find the person that's going to stop a hurricane. That's that was this weird analogy I meant where the force doesn't care because a hurricane doesn't care. Obviously, hurricanes no. nature nature's yeah. like. This is what happened. We had some low pressure systems hit at the wrong time. Right. And it's going to, it's going to wipe out a a town or two. We're going to flood some areas, but we've been doing this for thousands and millennia. That's my ultimate point though, is that I love all the talk, even amongst the Jedi, because you could take the Jedi and be like, okay, again, your arrogance because I don't think you ever hear, do we ever hear Sith talking about balancing the force? No. Nah. They're like, no, give it all here. Yeah. Right. We want it all one way. We want it all our way, which again, the force is totally fine with for a minute. And then it hits the wall and it comes shooting back the other way. That's the error of the Sith. That's, they draw that's all the if, force to them. That's if the force does this. It does. Okay. That's if the force right. does this. Now I, I just said it does a cannon now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, what if the force is like a tuning fork? Okay, so okay, so you hit a tuning fork and you hold it, and there's that noise it makes, and that noise is perfect, right? Right. And and the force by itself is a is perfect. It is what it is. It's okay. perfect. There is no good or bad in it. It's just what it is. But and it even looks like a tuning fork once you hit it. But what's actually really happening is that it's going back and forth at like, a rapid rate, like crazy, right. like so fast we can't even see it sometimes. And, but, but the product of that, all that movement and all that action that doesn't look like is a ton, but gives you that perfect note that whatever the note it's tuned to that sound is now you touch one of those forks and you, and you, you disrupt it. it. Yeah. You, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work the way it should. It needs both of them. So your tuning fork analogy hundred times better than my ocean analogy. So I like that. Okay. No, that's <laughs> no. good. That's what I was asking for. It's like, how do we take this? Cause, cause I like that because it still supports my back and forth, back and forth, my bat, you know, it's got to hit the other side to come back. That's what a tuning fork does. Right. It sends sonic, right. it's vibrating and mm-hmm. they're, and they're hitting each other in perfect harmony in the middle. Right. And they right. give a, that's how you get that. And it's weird. You can perfect. move it around and find the center. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. And you can touch it on your jawbone to see if it's broken. Right. Okay. You ever? I've never broken my jaw. Well, so. that's one way you check because you know the vibration in the bone. If all of a sudden you put a tuning fork <laughs> on a bone that you think it's broken and it is broken, they'll start doing this, and you, yeah, that hurts. That's that broken. Hurts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like old school doctor that's old stuff. school stuff. All right. All, all right. right. Well, man, we're going way down we're, the rabbit hole now. <laughs> we just got a tuning we, fork lesson. <laughs> And hurricanes, hurricanes, and does the force even a butterfly care? flaps its wings in Beijing <laughs> and a hurricane in the panhandle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that, that to me kind of rung as like a, no, one, everyone keeps saying balance the force. Guess what? Who's asked the force? 
And then the, the, the other answer might be the force doesn't care. The force does care in the sense that it has to, it has to balance itself, but balance may come through turmoil and cannot be altered directly by any one individual, even the chosen one. Obviously it didn't work. Right. So whose, whose doctrine was that? Was it the forces doctrine that had laid it upon the steps of the temple? Was it in one of those books? Was it in one of those books? In the treehouse? No. As <laughs> usual with any religion, hokey, what do they call it? Hokey, what does Han call it? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Any religion, usually the foundation is based on something, a belief, and then the doctrine is formed by the patrons on their way up throughout the ages. So I think the Jedi have actually created their own problem with this balance of the force issue prophecy. And maybe, and maybe this is a weird one. Maybe even the pre uh, I'm sorry, the sequels tried to dispel that a little bit and be like, Hey, it's not under, I mean, definitely the last Jedi, it's not going to go how you think this isn't, we can't fix this. The, the Jedi order up, needs maybe it's to a stop. made up problem. Yeah. It's, it's a, a made up problem. You tap in, it's going to be dark. It's going to be light. There's going to be people that are attracted to one side or the other. The force doesn't care unless it gets sucked the wrong direction for too long. And then it's like, boop, broom boy or boop, Ray or boop, Luke. It'll just take care of its own problem. The force doesn't care. So there's no balancing of the force. The force no, desires it, it's like, it's like, turmoil. It's like nature, like a forest fire. Like it's devastating and it wipes out. And it, it I mean, thousands of acres, you know, yep. could, could be gone. But from that, regrowth happens and the, and the forest thrives. Nature would never apologize for that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Nature finds a way. It finds a way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ian McCollum. Ian, that was his name in the... Yeah. Whatever. Jeff. I know it's Jeff Goldblum, but uh, Ian something. Anyway, someone will correct me. There you go. So um, I just thought that was interesting. Thanks hey. for having a force talk with me. Good, good rabbit. We're trail. not only collectors of toys, but we're also collectors of silly ideas. I like that. All right. I like that. Well, hey. <laughs> We are a podcast that occasionally touches on toys, <laughs> uh, but there was a little bit of news in the toy department, if you will. Thank you. There you go. Uh, HasLab announced they will be doing another HasLab project. You might recall the first and only HasLab project they've done so far, and that was the Katana Jabba's sail barge that right. came out about... Was it a year and a half ago, two years ago? Well, February of 19, isn't that, or was it February of this year? No, 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 no. It was two Februarys ago when we yeah. got it, yeah. but you signed up, we signed up a year, year before, year before that. Yeah. So, um, it took a year. It, it basically took a year, right? Yeah. From, from when you could sign up yeah if it's signed the we made a video about it we, we actually we even <laughs> we made an unboxing video and then i totally forgot that we made that corny intro to the unboxing yes video. We, did. we should actually put it up right here we should put the corny intro up i might edit that in okay and be like ladies and gentlemen here's the corny intro to our has bro sale barge i remember it like it was yesterday <laughs> no we were pumped so go on and the the sail barge, uh, large large in part is big success. I got. I think, think so. I think what they get like about seven was it seven thousand mm -hmm. ish. 
There, um, Mark was three, I think, or, or f- it was five. five. Mark was five. Thank it, you. If they, and then they, they kept got, going past to seven. Did they reopen it for a bit? Which is one thing I, they re they opened it to Europe, Canada and Europe. There you go. Yeah. And so, uh, they, if the, if, if the deal was, if they got 5,000 pre-orders, then they would, then they'd move ahead with the project. Yeah. Right. But they haven't done any more since that. No, it was a big, line. big project. And awesome project. The sail barge is incredible. It's an excellent toy. Josh and I were both fortunate enough to ha- get one. And man, it's it's awesome. It is a centerpiece item. Yep. It's big, you know. It's huge. I mean, it's, it's, Four made, feet. it's made for three and three quarter inch size figures, which was great. Um, but man, it is, it's big, man. One thing I didn't realize because I just watched Jedi, it's pretty close to scale. I didn't realize that the little skiffs were were not too much smaller than the barge. And then when you look at that, she just because you're talking about a five year old memory yeah. that just overrides your memory. <laughs> yeah. And so in my memory, it was huge. It's a barge, and it's got the platform. I just watched it, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of small. It's not. I mean, I, I'm just it's saying, scale wise, it's closer, to scale, it's than closer you think. to scale yeah. than you think. So I'm impressed, more impressed now by that sail barge from Haslab that we got. It's it's pretty cool. It's actually definitely one of the coolest modern toys that that references back to vintage where you feel really connected to like, this is what should have been around, obviously. Right. You know, needed some demand. Who knew that Jabba's sail barge would get so much, uh, so much attention? Probably not in the 80s. I mean, probably like up to that point, the biggest toy that had been made was probably the Millennium Falcon or an AT-AT. Or the the was the Imperial uh, uh, shuttle was pretty big. That was pretty. big. It's a pretty pretty big, but it just has big wings, you know. So it yeah. makes the scale look large. Well, and the Death Star playset. Death Star playset's pretty, pretty good big. Size. Adat's pretty. Adat's probably the closest one to like a large toy that that really gets you close to scale. Even though yeah. the yeah you know, three and three quarters aren't as quite as small as they should be, but yeah. <clears throat> but so, anyway, so to your point, yeah, so. Uh, when that information was dropped earlier this week, um, I put a poll up. Um, not a pull up, a poll up. You could do a pull up. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could do one. One I could pull do up. One pull up right now. <laughs> um, and I, I posted up there just four four choices that just immediately came to mind. Um, I said, uh, "Would you rather, you know, ha- if Haslab does a new project with this, which?" what they say they're doing. Would you like it to be out of these four choices, a sand crawler, a blockade runner, razor's crest, a little more modern or an ad at now an ad at technically they've made versions of this, you know, uh, razor's crest. There isn't, there isn't a, there isn't any razor crests out there yet. The only one Lego. in the foreseeable future is the Lego one, and that's this fall. Um, blockade Runner, there's Lego. There was supposed to be a Blockade Runner toy back in 85, uh, but it was scrapped. Mm. But there was a there was a a a, a <sighs> prototype for a Blockade Runner that exists out there. I've seen pictures. I posted a picture of it. I should 
grabbed one for this. And then a sand crawler, they, there, there is a vintage sand crawler yeah. that you can fit some Jawas in, but it's not, it's not close to scale. It's just, I mean, here's my only issue with this pole. Okay. The one thing that HasLab brought us, obviously, with the barge was a toy that, that hadn't ever really existed. I know. Maybe Lego had made one. Maybe you got a small scale one and a Hot Wheel or something. I don't know. But it just never, that wasn't something any of us could have dreamt of coming, right? Mm -hmm. We would have definitely gone somewhere else. I, I know I would have. I, I just never would have predicted Sail Barge is what's coming up. Right. But then when it did, you were like, wow, what an iconic. Cool. What an iconic. Yeah. So, uh, so what am I forgetting then? Because and that's, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't have an answer here, but everything I see on this poll exists in, in, in actually numerous forms. You already, the sand crawler, I guess, now that I've said that probably would be the most, uh, most of a departure of thing of what's already yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the vintage one is not, uh, popular or prevalent. You, you can't, they're expensive because <laughs> there's not many of them. They're 600 bucks. Yeah. With a box. Actually, probably with the remote. With the remote. I think I paid four four to four to five with the remote. No box. So I think they might be closer to eight or nine without a box. I haven't looked in a while, so I could be dead wrong. But um the sand crawler though, you could make big, like on the same scale as the barge. I'm looking at the right. table you're sitting at and just picturing it sitting on there. Well, and see, th here's why I thought of a sand crawler, because um there hasn't, aside from that little remote control one, there hasn't really been one. There's There's been some Lego versions, mm -hmm. but there hasn't really been one since. And it got a little steam again through the Mandalorian. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. Okay. But so, think about it too, is that it also offers maximum display capability with right. internals. Right. You, you can, can open take out the side. panels yeah. and there's maybe some rooms, yeah. control room. I think they like that. I think they, I think it, HasLab is going for that. Like a, yeah. what's a platform we can put toys into? It could come with, you know, a, a Jawa or, a, oh. or some robots or, you know, some scrap yep. robots. Or what whatever. would be a vintage toy? I mean, because, because Barge hit us pretty square in the jaw with a yak face. I think that might've propelled post sales pretty pretty heavily it might have propelled the value of the barge um closer to its to its build date yeah because they announced that kind of later yeah we signed up for the barge right when they announced it we're like yeah we're in and then they said oh by the way you're gonna get yak face and boom i think people are like well i want a yak face and a card i want to put it in acrylic you know yeah well coin uh the, the blockade runner received the most votes of those four. It did. 33%. Over 100 people voted. Um, a third of them said blockade runner. I so, wouldn't hate to see the blockade runner. It's just I have one in Lego. And it's not even the, the, the collector series, but it's that big one they released cool. just yeah. recently. It's cool, but it's still not the collector series, which is even a little thicker, you know. They're different. Well, yeah. Different. Beefier. Beefier. But... Would I be stoked? I mean, unless it was six feet long, then yeah, I'd be pumped. I have no idea where it'd go. <laughs> six foot long. That would be awesome. That would be like the, the old- The barge uh, is four feet long. I know, but like uh, you you start talking those dimensions, now you're talking G.I. Joe, USS flag kind of- But don't you think that's what HasLab should be? HasLab should be, look, we're selling 5,000 of these. They're big. You're, big got, you've got a, a space commitment. You got a monetary commitment. I mean, and 
it's big. You're going to need a table for it. That's what I want HasLab for because we can go get black series and vintage series and all this stuff in their scale, you know, and, and keep them in the box or take them out and play. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, let me, let me throw out this one thing here because, uh, at I am the Bendu, Mm. his name's Chris (laughs) and at no one is Chris. I don't know what his name is. Interesting. Yeah. They both together threw out the idea of how about this? The ghost with a Hera and Chopper as part of, uh, you know, the figures that come with. Let me ask you this question, though. Are you down with that? Let me ask you this question. Okay. And, and only we only have one, we only have one, you know, instance here. Is HasLab here to make vintage uh, uh, nostalgic toys or not? Because if the answer to that question will dictate whether or not we're going to see a ghost or a razor's crest or whatever, or do you, or or you could just answer it. Maybe you can't answer that. Obviously, I can't either. We don't know yet. But should Haslab be here to give us the toys from the original trilogy that we that we deserve or never got? Or okay. is there any toys left? Maybe that's so, a good answer. So from a from a business and marketing point of view, you want a product that's going to hit the biggest audience, right? Uh, sale barge though. Okay. That, that was, but not... that was their first one. And what's the, what's the biggest pool? You would think that that, I love your line of thinking. People of a certain age, sure. right? They're going to drive the, the, the HasLab projects, right? People that people are people with money with it, that are established, right? And people so in their forties or, or more. Yeah. Forties, fifties. And, and yes, they wanted to hit the ground running, and they did. They nailed it. Now, what's something that can get that original trilogy group, because they're the ones that are the most established, as well as maybe trickle into a newer, a newer pool, dip their toes in maybe some other demographics? That's why I think the Sandcrawler might not be a bad get, because... I don't think it is either. It's relevant now for the man, all the Mando fans... And the original trilogy fans, like if you just went ghost, like that's cool, especially with the younger crowd. Now, is the younger crowd going to post up 5,000 pre-orders? No. No. Let me just counter ghost. Depends on how much it is. Now, I know Rebels is a much more popular animated series than, say, Resistance was. Yes. But you wouldn't be excited about a Resistance you know, racer fighter or whatever they called them. I haven't watched that show in a while. Right. You wouldn't be excited if HasLab came out with that. So let's rewind it back. We are Rebels fans, but some people aren't. They just I don't watch cartoons. Right. So you're not going to capture that entire audience. However, if you go to the core of Star Wars, the core, any Star Wars fan can't be like, well, I don't like the main, I don't like the originals. Well, some can, I suppose, which is interesting. This is the Star Destroyer. Again, we got Lego just pumping those things out, and yeah. we got the fake Lego pumping the other ones out for half the price. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are they called? I don't even know. Uh, Lego. No. <laughs> Mego. Legos. Yeah. But I don't hate Ghost. I mean, that would be a fan. That'd be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's something to think about. Sandcrawler, though, I think is a great pull. However, they might have the Tatooine, Tatooine back to back. Can well, we go anywhere else? Sandcrawler got the least amount of votes in this poll. Children. 
It did. It did. Right. 16%. Well, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. What's your prediction? Let's write it down. We're going to mark it on June 28th. Me personally. What do you say it is? I would love. I would love. A long pause. A blockade runner. Wow. I don't know why I'm against it. Some there's no reason. I, you love that. I love ship. it. It's my favorite ship. I just don't know. I think it's just because of the, the over, uh, you know, Lego and, but I guess you can't take Lego into it. I, I wouldn't be bummed with any, I, I'm going well, to, of course, I'm going to be in on. no matter what, Come right? On. They're not going to do something lame. Like, well, they might do like the spider droid from Java's palace. What if they did that? I wouldn't buy that. No, nah, I'm going to, that's a, like pass. I said, I just watched Jedi when, when 3PO and R2 are coming in, that creepy thing comes past. Walking. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, the winner, Blockade Runner for the poll. Good luck to you folks that want a Blockade Runner. <laughs> uh, you want a sand crawler? I think I want a sand crawler. I want a big ass sand crawler. That'd be cool. I mean, motorized? <laughs> what? <laughs> Would that be friggin' rad? Of course, motorized. Yeah. And that's if it's right. not, that's I'm probably why it. it's not going to happen. Yeah. If not, yeah, I'm going to put it on a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was a, there was something else there. It's not in the news, but it was something that I was reminded of Josh. And that's the star Wars six pack. Can you, can you post that up real quick? I just love the term. Yeah. It's, it's the old star Wars. It's six not pack. well known. All right. It's a not well known piece of vintage, uh, action figure history. <laughs> I love uh, the six pack. I know it says it right here. there. Star Wars six pack. Um, pretty rare item. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it. I just came across the box on eBay and because in my quest of trying to get boxes for my vintage things, you know, Star Wars, mm -hmm. vintage Star Wars box only search. This popped up. Well, here's what I love. It's what every Star Wars six pack should be. Right. It's a rebel soldier from Hoth. Yeah. It's 3PO and R2. Get some droids. It's Han Solo from Hoth. You get a main character guy that everybody loves. Throw Vader in. Villain. Make sure he's got backup with a snow stormtrooper. Lackey. Lackey. It's just the ultimate six pack. Yeah, you can good. crack one of these open. And you got everything you need. You got everything you need. You're going to get in for a good night. Sit yeah. around the fire, open up the Star Wars six pack. Hours a good time. Hours a good time. But yeah. Now, the only issue I have with this is like there's no distinguishing features of these characters, right? So meaning it's there's the same no like ones. six it's, pack figures. Ah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. It, they're they got bottle openers on their feet or something. <laughs> I mean, that would be perfect. No, I'm just saying it you don't know whether you own a figure that came out of a six pack or no, not. you don't. That's interesting. Because it's, it's the same as any other one you'd buy on the card. How much are one of these going for? Well, that box I think is currently like six hundred bucks. <laughs> so imagine six figures in it. If we're talking thousands, if, yeah, we're talking. If it's full. If it's, yeah. Call Steve. Sansweet. We'll see what he says. Yeah. No, I have three. Yo, Steve. I got a Star Wars keg. <laughs> Just a bunch of six packs together? <laughs> I don't know. How's that work? But that is pretty cool. I've never seen that box, so good find. Uh, uh. If one of our followers has one, make sure you post a yeah, picture of that. I'd love to see that. I've never seen one in real life. Yeah. Only only seen pictures, never gotten to hold one, never gotten to view it with my with my own eyes. What TK1212. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention TK1212 is in the house. Shout out. Shout out. He's back there looking sexy. 
he's around yeah hey cool light you got behind you josh thank you I've i been, went uh luke jedi luke green it's uh it's like it's like pulsing on the wall but we're also getting some some pulse off of uh, the emperor's well, face too exactly you know? it's right before see luke turns off his saber <laughs> no returns it off oh, it's like, <laughs> throws it away you failed you failed I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Oh, man. Don't make me cry. Okay, <clears throat> what's next? Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about, Josh, is something that we always like to discuss on our podcasts, and this is our weekly hashtag, show me your collection collection. Woo! Show me your collection. This week's Show Me Your Collection feature, which drops Monday along with the podcast. Today, if you're listening at home. Today, if you're listening, can be seen on our website at www.beyondtheblastdoors.com. There's a full write-up and photo gallery of which we will pull up for those that are watching on YouTube. We we will touch on some of the things for the full write-up and gallery. Please visit beyondtheblastdoors.com. And this comes from a fella named Mark. His actual name's Mark <laughs> this time. Oh, man. Who is... Uh, I'll tell you what, Marks and Matts have the best collections. Well, you know what we're finding out here is that we've done a lot of... Uh, and Chris's. Uh, we've done a lot of um, collections from uh, Great Britain, right? Yeah. And whether they're, you know, English or Scottish or whatever... Um, but they've been Marks, Matts, Marshalls. Yeah. Another Mark. I mean, do they have other names I over think the there? Chris's own Canada. Chris is in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Andrew was in the States. Yeah. But, uh, but this Mark is from, uh, Great Britain originally, but he lives in North Carolina now. Oh, I believe right. his uh, wife is American. So. Oh, very cool. He moved over. Uh, he is one of the Pala boys. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> Another strip on the Bobby. All righty. No, but uh, he uh, um, he lives in North Carolina, big time collector. His name's Mark, and he has his own little business, which we'll get to towards the end. But we always like to ask, you know, hey, house fire, you can grab one or two things on the way out. What do you grab? You know, what's your prized possession? And the picture there, you can see is the uh, Jedi Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi with his uh, green lightsaber and his palace blaster, gray palace blaster. That's his favorite item. That's one that he's loved ever since he was a kid. And, uh, you know, like I put on the write-up, it's like hard to argue, you know, with that classic. That's Luke as a Jedi. Luke in the black 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 is is my favorite. It's just, that's Luke. And I, you know, yeah, I love it. I love it. So when disagree. you think of Luke Skywalker, you think of this and not the farm no, boy? No, I definitely think if you say Luke Skywalker, the first image that's going to come into my brain is the twin sons and, you know, totally in his, in his farm boy, boy outfit. However, the hero, Luke, like that's Luke, that's Luke I identify with, meaning that could have been me walking out of the hut right. on the sand. That I identify with him. I get it, man. You're coming from nothing and- Kind of whiny. Wishing, you're wishing, for, very whiny, <laughs> bitching about stuff, drinking blue milk, you know, whatever. Kicking rocks. Kicking rocks. But Luke in black, Jedi Luke, he's the hero. He's the guy like, 
man, got his hand cut off. Did you ever find it ironic that the hero was a man in black? I love that. But Vader was the I think bad I, guy in black. Uh, that's a whole nother rabbit trail. That is. That's a whole nother trail. But, you know what? I just love it. Let's table that for another table. time. We got to talk about Mark's we collection. We got to talk about Mark's collection. That's before what we're here for. Before it turns into a mat. Before <laughs> Mark with a C. Just <laughs> another Mark with a C. I uh, do love that. That's a that's a admirable piece to grab after you get your kids and dogs out. Cats or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, we got a slave fest. So, yeah, we're going to go through slave a few. Slave one fest. Slave. That's important. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Please clarify. Sorry, Shmi. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Shmi. Shout out to Shmi. Um, yeah. I mean, we can go through picture after picture. He's well, got, got. Yeah. Was that vintage? He's got modern. He's got vintage. He's got the 95. You know, the, there's three and three quarter inch, six inch black series. His collection, you know, like a lot that we've seen is not limited to a certain kind of thing. I love it. Love this. First of all, I appreciate the organization. Me too. Right? I like that all of his slave ones were all on the same table and yeah. stuff. Uh, but this, to me, brings me joy. That's going to break you happy. It's Anytime you go out of that room. You see all the helmets lined up, all, all the ships lined up. Yeah. It's organized. I enjoy that. Oh, that's a that's a rebel, rebel Endor rebel helmet. Yes. Took me a minute. Yeah, those are black. Oh, I like helmets. this one. This one I like because okay. I have this problem in a couple corners of my house. Yep, and I think that's just to show that maybe it's a little like low key flex. Like, oh, I got it more. Is. I got more in boxes, but uh, he's like, I got so many Falcons, I stack them. <laughs> that's it's like a it's like a triple cheeseburger of Falcons over there. <laughs> There's a ton of Falcons. <laughs> what is that? That's like a, a black series. I don't know. Luke. There's definitely things that look at those. Yeah. Those Vader, those Vader, Vader cases. Are, I wonder if they're full. Yeah, no, they're not. Full. I mean, I don't know. Could Mark, be. you tell me. I don't know. I want to dig through it. That's all I want to know. Looks good. I like that bin that has some real organization going on in there. There's something cool in there. Books anyway, I love that problem. Nabu fighter yeah, on top. Just definitely can relate. Yeah, Nabu fighter for scale. Just splash of color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man, look at that ultimate uh, uh, falcon he's got in the back. Those things are huge. And and there are boxed items. You'll you'll yeah. see there are boxed items. There are unboxed items. You know, I wonder how he determines what he takes out. Look at that. That would be a question I would have for him. In fact, next time I talk to him, that V nineteen torrent starfighter, very Ooh, cool. Very that's cool. very cool. Very cool. I think yeah, those are the things that are gonna. Those are the things in 10, 15, 20 years. Those, I think Clone Wars, that right there makes me want it. Have it. The, those were only, like, it's not like those were in all seasons of Clone no. Wars. Well, they were definitely in the movies, but uh, man, that's cool. So and there's a lot more on here. I, I see a few things I have. This I like these series. down bottom right corner. What are those? Those are, I think those are ornaments, but I'm not sure. There's oh, you might be right. There's a better picture of them. A nice vintage Falcon. Beautiful. Can I keep moving? There's the Falcon. Oh, yeah. Nice shot of the Falcon. And an Inquisitor. Uh, who's the little burn Fox victim series. underneath the Inquisitor there? Ooh. I mean, other than Vader. He looks charred. All right. Actual charring? No, I don't know. Okay, so what are those? All right. Those, those are... Okay, I know exactly what those are. And Of course you do. And I know because of uh, Gilster 37. Okay. Because he had... Remember when you said, oh, yeah. the DVDs were lined up. Oh, They're not that's DVDs. Right. That's right. That's those right. were Toys R Us exclusive 
figures. Awesome. And they came in like a Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi set. Congrats for those having cool. some of those. Yeah. Those are amazing. Yep. And thank you, uh, Robert, for the tip. Yeah. And a nice vintage um, stair step stack there. Like it. Yeah. He's got a little different setup. with. I, I think I might like those non-clear platforms. Those look pretty good. Yeah, those are sharp. What are you thinking? We'll figure out how to get one. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, we got he, a little box lineup he here. He does make his own stuff, though. So, I mean, maybe. Yeah, we're getting to that. Got an AT. AT. Is that vintage? Got um, some coloring on it. I don't. If there's. If it no, looks like it's not. kind of muddy it's down, dirty. though. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It might be like a Power of the Force. That's okay. Thing. Nice little lineup. Some Black Series. Got another. Very organized. Museum quality. Yes. Love the 12-inch figures here. Some games. Yeah, the 12-inch figures. Nice lineup. Those, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of the 12-inch. I know you are. Uh, those uh, those card backs line up really nicely like that. And he's got a little rail on that shelf. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Those things aren't falling off anytime soon. <laughs> little wall display. Got some Hot Wheels. Yeah. More vintage. Very cool. This is a good collection. Okay, I'm getting to the... Now, this is so handmade, right? That is one one thing he made, like a little display there. It looks like Mandalorian poster that he made. That's cool. We got some battle buddies underneath there. <laughs> so here's a, here's, a, here's a shot that I know you would appreciate. <laughs> As a Black Series collector, um, you have yours displayed on a couple rows of shelves at the top yeah. of your room. Kind of like he had those... Uh, yeah, helmets lined up there, yeah. Yeah, so those are going around your top. He's got a more bookcase style. Yep. Um, I like it. I like in which, order. Which series, you know, you could just be like, oh, which book do you want to read? You know, oh, number 21, here it is. Mm, yes. Oh, wait, do you know what 21 is? I don't. I just said that and was like, dang, I wish I did. I know number one is Ray, so how about that? Okay. 22, I think. You don't know. No, 22. I'm it down, 22. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it, it's not. It's not. I was going to say Qui-Gon, but I think that's 50 or 49 or something. I know that one of those blue ones, I think it's the one on the far right, and that's Yoda. So deal with that. I think it's Force Ghost Yoda. That blue one? <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the one. <laughs> hey, what about the purple one? You know what the purple one is? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Force Ghost Maze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? Nice cards. I want to get to it. Oh, he's got a good little book collection there. Yeah. Monop oh, he's got he's got Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Same one we have. <laughs> we should challenge him. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Showdown. This is what I want to get to. Yes. What a great That's handmade his, table. I think, what do they call that? Hodgepodge? I'm Something. not 100% sure, but uh, a card back style table. Yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. It's awesome. I want one. Mark. There it is in a better... That's a great shot of his room right there. Yep. Awesome. And uh, his little computer oh, area. What a nice he, room to walk into. He oh, allegedly is putting up his first YouTube video this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. So it's Mark with a C. Mark Shabby Geek. You know, like play on words like Shabby Chic, but it's Shabby Geek. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at Shabby Geek. Uh, you can often see him, uh, noon Pacific time on YouTube with the Pala boys mm -hmm. or the, um, the other Mark and Matt, 
<laughs> Universal Collector. Come on, Britain, get some names. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Star Wars Toy Pod. Um, but, but those are guys we, whose collections we've featured here in the last month or two. Uh, and he's Did often... Did he miss like a whole lineup of... Are those... Are those... No, no, those aren't vintage up there. I thought that was like carded vintage. Mm. Can't tell. Behind the ceiling fan? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I can't tell. Figure he'd probably take a shot of those. Might yeah. just be, you know, maybe newer vintage. But that's a great... Uh, I want to show Black one series. other thing. I'm just going to rip through these. I know we got to get moving. Got a nice G.I. Joe. Looks like dresser. That's beautiful. I know you appreciate that. Yeah. And so this is Mark's business. Yeah. He makes furniture uh, that kind of has pop culture themes to it. So G.I. Joe, Marvel, Star Wars, um, and... As you zip, look at that table. Yeah, Marvel. That's uh, awesome. And he ships cross country. Um, I, it, I'm probably going to inquire. That right there is that impressive. Is amazing. That's the Captain America chest of drawers. Armoire. Oh, it is chest. Sorry, there's I, no doors. I don't know what. I don't know the difference. Doesn't matter. No. Nope. Yeah, I was wrong because there's drawers all the way up. But he does his own painting and and like it's. That's beautiful. It's, it's the flags it's, on it. It's man. awesome, man. It's so GI cool. Joe's secret chest. Cool. So Boba Fett desk desk. There's a, um, and, and if you want something specific, he'll He'll make make it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I want a, I want a table that, you know, has this and that on it. He'll make it. Nice. Um, and it it could be anything pop culture related, you know, comic bookie or action figure, you know, whatever. And, uh, he does his business through, through Facebook. Um, and you can get a hold of him on Twitter under Shabby Geek. Well, there you go. Some beautiful, beautiful. I like that piece a lot. Yeah, that's a Nightmare Before Christmas uh, vanity. But again, you can see the full gallery and write up on beyondtheblastdoors.com. We are big fans of Mark. We are. Nice job, all Mark. Marks and Matt's. We love them all. Yeah, we're big fans of Matt's. Especially and Marks this one. He has a great collection. Marshalls and. Uh, so anyway, that I think kind of wraps us up for, the, for yeah. the pod here, but just to keep an eye out next weekend is independence day, um, in the U S in the United States. Um, we will have something for you that, uh, that Monday. Yeah. Do, we got do, a few things. I was just going to, I was going to stay tuned. We got some, uh, uh, just some stuff we're going to throw out there. Andy and I, I know, um, Andy's been making his rounds on other people's pods. I've got, we've got some ideas, uh, for a few quick clips. They might not be full shows. They might be YouTube only because they're going to be visual. We want to introduce some more of what we do outside of our pod, which is just kind of why we started. Yeah. Potting. Yeah. So we're, we're utilizing, um, uh, our, our studio and, and the cameras that we have, and we're going to bring you guys, uh, some, some cool stuff. We hope, we hope you like it. I'm not going to give anything away right now. It's well, nothing crazy, but can we tell them what we're going to do next weekend? Sure. Go okay. ahead. About a year ago, uh, jo- Josh and, <laughs> and I, this is going to be a series by the way. Yeah. Josh and I were invited to uh, a guy was selling his collection we got invited to take a look at it, see if we wanted to buy anything out. A rather large collection. A rather large collection. This is a a lifetime collection. Yeah. You know, uh, at least of the pieces he was ready to get rid of, but it's a sure. Big it was vast. Collection. It was yeah. vast, and and um, so we got invited to take a look at it. And this is why it's cool to do this as friends, right? right? Hey, J- Andy, 
come down to this place. A guy's got his collection here and uh, things for sale. Okay, I'll be right there. We go together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I had purchased some things. Josh had purchased some things. The things that Josh purchased, put he put in tubs. And because there was a lot of it, he stashed them. Now, a year has gone by. Right. These tubs have still been where they have been for a year. Right. And so we're going to take one tub out and we're going to revisit what was inside this particular tub. And how many tubs are there? There are four. Yeah. Four kind of like four 30 gallon tubs. I think they would yeah. be. Yeah. Kind of get a target. So we, just, we don't know. I don't remember. I, I have a, a, a vague idea of a few things that I really liked. But there was one open box that isn't in a tub. It was just a cardboard box that stuff. And that, when I went to get these items, was in my site. And I looked in it and got super excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, these are these are cool. So hopefully they're not all the cool things in one box. We don't know. We just don't know. We don't know. And and we're going to just kind of do a, a, a almost a mystery box reveal uh, live. Not live. At least on video. Um, and just show you what we find. Talk about it a little bit. If you like watching guys open presents at Christmas, I guess, then then tune in. Yes. Yeah, if a, you don't. This is a tub. It's a tub. We're going to do what's in the bin. Oh, that'd be a, a callback to two med right there. What's in the bin, but the bin. or maybe a mystery bin or, or bin wondering. Cargo hold. Cargo hold. There Ooh. we go. Finally, I'm writing that down. Uh, don't forget it. All right. So, yeah, so we'll have a few things for you. Like we said, um, might just be YouTube only. I know uh, we love our podcast listeners, and so we always try to include you. But um, uh, but you might want to pop over to YouTube to get some kind of some fun. It's not going to be as cool if you don't. It, it just won't. All right. It just won't. You want to watch. Yeah. Like it's in a package. It looks like Darth Vader. No. You want it's to Darth it. Vader. We got some cool stuff. There's one Darth Vader thing, the thing I told you about. I was like, this thing's cool right here. I mean, we've probably spent 10 minutes of toy. We got to be careful. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think that's it. So stay tuned. Thanks for following us. Thanks for uh, listening. Catch us at Holochronicles on Twitter. Instagram to, and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook. Go to beyondtheblastdoors.com. Read some cool articles. Uh, I know Andy puts a lot of work into the Show Me Your Collection which we just went through. And so reading up on that, I know, like you just mentioned at the beginning, Shannon's article is fantastic from, for, uh, about the squadron. So just go check us out there. It's a great parking lot for some really cool stuff. And then of course we've got six other show or five other shows with us. And you can uh, find them all on the website. Yeah. And if you're, if you, if you want to support six shows for the price of one, uh, you can go to Patreon at beyond the blast doors slash beyond the blast doors. And, uh, you know, first level starts at like five bucks. That goes, we, we put everything towards giving you guys content and the more we can give you the better. So thank you for listening. You're the best.